with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Nightmare. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International. I am Ron Kolick, and you are not with me, my co-host, the gold standard in ghost hunting, Mr. Steve Parsons. Good afternoon. It was a close run thing this week, whether I'd be here. Where is that? Uh, modern technology. It's great until it doesn't work anymore. Mm. Simple, simple little thing, you know, phone contract comes to an end, have to upgrade everything. And went well, minor hiccup, phone, cu- phone customer support. Yeah. And they disconnected everything. Isn't that sweet? And then, it, although they acknowledged it was their fault, they couldn't fix it. So wow. had, had to go off and spend most of today um, going down to the store, getting a new SIM card, setting everything up. And really? that wouldn't talk to that. And that didn't have the right setting. And yeah. And so it's only been in the last two hours that some semblance of norm, but it, uh, what it taught me, because for about 24 hours, I had no mobile phone connection. Now mm-hmm. you think, okay, you can't phone anybody, you can't text, big deal, you've still got the internet. But so many parts of, you know, like banking, uh, car navigation, um paying for stuff in stores now it's all done with the smart devices too much and you're absolutely screwed yeah well that's what you get for buying apple uh, no it's not just apple it works you know it's the same problem with all of them if 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 the networks decided or the government decided to turn off the cellular networks you're basically the entire nation is stuffed oh wait till those solar players come I haven't wore flares since the 1970s. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anyway, yeah. speaking about technology, yeah. uh, according to this report, Linda Moulton... I thought you were going to uh, say flares are back in fashion. Linda Moulton Howe uh, was speaking at a convention, the Life Consciousness Expo in uh, Los Angeles, and she came up with the startling, startling news. Oh, yeah. Top... Do we need a fanfare here? No. A top robotics company in Japan this week, four robots developed for military application killed 29 humans in the lab. And they did this by shooting what they called metal bullets. Hmm. Didn't metal know bullet. there were... Yeah, metal bullets. Oh, uh, the scariest part is... Wait a minute. The scariest part is that the lab worker deactivated two of the robots, took apart a third... But the fourth robot began restoring itself and somehow oh. connected to a orbiting satellite to download <laughs> information. Hang on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait a minute. Let me finish. Let me finish. Go on. Go on. Let me finish. Go uh, on. 
somehow connected to an orbiting satellite to download wow. information on how to rebuild itself even wow. more stronger than before. In the next sentence, this is a quote. I am writing this down. I've been doing this for years. This is serious shit, but you're never going to hear about it. I wonder why we're never going to hear about it. <laughs> because I, I actually wasn't that a movie. I wouldn't doubt it. <laughs> That's probably where you get the idea. Uh, this, this do you know, what the, do you know of, what's really bizarre about that? What's that? The most bizarre thing about that. What's that? Is why were they storing all of that data on a satellite orbiting the Earth? So that, you know, all that top secret information about how the robot can restore itself even cleverer? Oh, maybe the it was just a link. The satellite bounced back to a computer. Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, or maybe they just put it up there out of reach. And of course, you know, she never mentions the name of the robotics company. No, of course not. Uh, The the robotics policy officer of Japan's Ministry of Economy, Trade and Industry told Reuters via email to our acknowledgement. There has been no basis, in fact, regarding this matter that you have inquired about. The conspiracy deepened because, of course, they're going to lie. Yeah, that's gonna, what they said. You'll never hear about it. it. Yeah, they, they'll never admit that, you know, the robot went rogue and then rebuilt itself and escaped from the lab. And it's it's now masquerading as a U.S. president. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've seen him walk lately across the, the lawn at the White House. He's. I'm sure he's robotic. Mm, I'm sure he is. So I, I don't do know, know what this do, do you know what's the scary part about that? It's not that this woman said that at a conference, but the audience probably went, Oh Martha, that's so true. I knew that. And they believe her. Instead of like, you know, back in the day, they'd have just formed a lynch mob outside, wouldn't they? And just strung her up. Or well, locked her up in the at a, one of those those you know yeah, She's probably got her own channel now on YouTube, and um, I'm sure she does. She you know, is. Where, whereas in the past they would have just popped her into one of those jackets with the arms entwined and the men in the white coats. She is a uh, noted uf- ufologist and author oh. of several books there and television productions about aliens. They always are. Mm. But mm. you know. The interesting can thing her, about can we get her on the show? Oh, that would be great, wouldn't it? They took down reach the original out. original yeah, uh, reach out and we'll we'll Leo, let's find out. Nobody else could find any information on this thing. There's so many videos out there. Well, how I'll Google it been. later. I'm sure we'll find it. Yeah. The the interesting thing about it, it. <laughs> the interesting thing, you know how how I found out about this is I was listening to sports radio this morning. Oh right. And it's sports radio. One of the guys there said, oh, I, I read this thing and, uh, you, you know, I saw this thing and I saw this woman. She looks pretty credible. And she talked about how this there thing. There you go. Yeah, there you go. That was it. And so here you are on on uh, radio, regular radio, people uh, actually giving credence to the, yep. to the story. Yep. So it's it's not just the audience who is sitting there at the conference going, yeah, that's real. They're, uh, yeah. Because you know she put it up on the internet. I'm sure it was well, up. It must be true. Well, yeah, it's been replaced now. 
Yeah, I'm but... sure. I'm I'm sure that's a Hollywood movie script. But uh, Rooters, Rooters, or whatever you want to call them, uh, couldn't find any evidence. There are several other. Well, that's because uh, it's because you know, obviously the Japanese government are not going to admit to it. Yeah, because they're covering up. Yeah. So I mean that that's proof, right there. That's proof. If she had said, <laughs> if she had even given the name of the company, but she's got absolutely no. Well, she can't. I uh, mean, you know, facts. Well, well, she's here in the United States. She could surely do it. Was this, is, it's it was a hippy-dippy conference. Yeah, but, you know, it's dangerous because if she revealed the name of the company a couple of weeks' time, she'd do a Jeffrey Epstein, wouldn't she? Yeah. You know, it's like she'd just disappear. She'd poof, gone. No record of her. You know, it, it's just it, it just irritates me that that these people, uh, this, are, yeah, this is how it gets spread, and and people, yeah. oh, I read it like this guy, this announcer in the sports, the sports, that's it, you know, that's yeah, science people, is not his repertoire, so obviously, but he he believes it because she looks credible. Well, yeah, um, I mean, it's not just that though, is it? I mean. You switch on any television channel now, and at the moment there's a huge debate over here in the UK and probably in America as well. Um, and they're asking politicians and they're asking leading clinicians and doctors. And I've heard it asked in um, Senate hearings. Um, U.S. Senators Cruz and others have said to these judge nominees, I think they were. They said, "What is a woman?" Mm-hmm. And they and they go, "Um, oh, I don't know, or I'm not prepared to answer." That it's that crazy now. We've forgotten what a woman is. Mm-hmm. You know that very very basic male, female, man, woman. It's like, what's a woman? Oh, I don't know. I know that's that's a sad fact. Can, and, a, and, can and, a woman and, have a penis? Apparently, yeah. they can. And the uh, it's funny you mentioned that because uh, the Pope just put issued a statement that all LBGQWXYZ people should be welcomed in church. Uh, so that's well, uh, I, I've got no issue with them. I've got mm-hmm. no issue with what you know. If somebody wants to be LBGQDIY, yeah, I can't. Yeah, I've run out. I can't of, even yeah. say it. I, yeah. I can't. I'm giving up on it. But this idea that the BBC, the British Broadcasting Corporation announced uh, in a release about three or four months ago mm-hmm. that it recognizes 87 genders. Good, good enough. 87 genders. Now, I, I, I can't even fathom <laughs> what 87 genders would. I mean, trust me, I, you know, I, I believe in live and let live. So, you yeah. know, whatever you yeah. feel, that's fine you with do, me. You do your stuff. Yeah, you I do, do you and I'll do me. Yeah. You do your stuff. I do mine. Happy, happy, happy days. Everybody's happy. You can be what you want, do what you want, say what you want. But that's not allowed. No, I know. Because I got called out a few months ago. I was doing a conference, um, presenting at a conference. And I got asked a perfectly 
I thought reasonable question. It said, you know, what what uh, it was a question about um, the radios you use for EVP. And I said, well, I wouldn't buy one of these cheap Chinese ones because they're not reliable. Chinese. Yeah. 20 20 (laughs) seconds later, (laughs) 20 seconds later, I got ganged up on by a bunch of comments saying that I should not have mentioned Chinese and cheap in the same sentence because i was presuming that all chinese products are cheap and i said so i I came back and said no they were cheap and they were made in china they were Mm -hmm. cheap chinese radios they had writing on them that was in chinese they said made in china and they were they were very affordable Mm -hmm. therefore they were but no you can't say anything nowadays because somebody out there will get butthurt by it. Yeah, I, you know, I, I like I said earlier, I just believe in that. You know, you do you and you do me. I mean, there was a, a, a professional hockey team that uh, uh, they were doing, uh, I forget, uh, some kind of gay thing, uh, thing, and they had these special shirts for them. Well, one, one of the hockey players was Russian Orthodox uh, in his religion you know, is in conflict with that. So he wouldn't wear the shirt. Now, this is just a practice shirt before ice. They absolutely crucified that guy on the ice for not doing it. I mean, I, I, I what happened to, you know, you don't want to be prosecuted. Why can't you not persecute someone else for their own beliefs? Even if it's conflict with yours, you know, I have conflicts with with some of the people, but I don't really care as long as they don't infringe on my rights. And that's, basically I'm, what's happening I, I i go for not i would say i support you know people's yeah, yeah. right to be an individual you know mm-hmm. they can dress what they ha- how they want to they can be who they want to but i don't go around saying everybody must be a ghost hunter everybody must be uh you, you do your thing i'll do mine now, anyway, we got I'm happy for you. Bit. You be happy for me. Just don't. Yeah. It's like there was one uh, just before we conclude on this. There was mm-hmm. one this week where right. a vegan oh, was, God. yeah, <laughs> a vegan was complaining that somebody had posted. Uh, was on it a female media. vegan? Just curious. Yes. Just for facts. <laughs> just for facts. A female vegan took offense that a non vegan was eating a vegan uh, sausage product and said, said, these are made for us. These are made for vegans and you are depriving us of um, our food. (laughs) Seriously. And she was writing to the company that made them demanding that they stop selling their products to non-vegans. What a silly world we live in at times, Steve. Isn't it? Mm. So I actually had a question that came up on uh, the Ghost Chronicles morning show. And uh, if you like strange stuff and and bizarre, yeah, close to it. Uh, Strange stuff, bizarre stuff. We, you know, we talk about that on the morning show. We just kind of go everywhere with a lot of rabbit holes. But anyways, uh, Lou actually brought up this idea and I think we got it for whatever we were talking about at the time. But his thought was, why can't the Loch Ness Monster 
and all these other lake monsters uh, who run in this this parallel, uh, you know, longitude latitude uh, belt. Uh, why can't they be ghosts instead of real creatures? It's been speculated before. So, uh, what's your thought? I mean, is is that well? It, it's been speculated before by others, you know, from yeah. from ghosts to uh, time-flippy, interdimensional yeah. stuff. Yeah. Because when it comes down to it, people don't know what they are, whether they're real, um, although there is a, you know quite a lot of anecdotal evidence that there is something there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but people just don't honestly know. So that leaves the door open for um, all manner of possibilities and speculations and ideas and hypotheses and notions. Uh, I withdraw hypotheses because they can be tested. Um, <laughs> I suppose eventually we'd be able to test it. Maybe, maybe. But as long as that door remains open, then who are we to say that Right, possibility can't exist. We can't prove it one way or another. I mean, you you could argue from a point of view of common sense, Mm -hmm. or you could argue from a point of personally. I mean, I've seen that this this idea isn't new that because of um, uh, belts of latitude, they've noticed all of the lake monsters seem to be between. Yeah, I can't remember the about fifty about fifty five north and forty five north, if I remember rightly. Yeah, I, I can't remember. Um, now that could be climactic because the vast majority of the human population exists between certain latitudes, um, up to I think sixty degrees, um, obviously the the equator, so zero to sixty. But if that's where the environment is conducive because they are the temperate zones. Mm-hmm. And they say, oh, well, they're only in the northern hemisphere. Well, there isn't much land in the southern hemisphere. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're not going there aren't that many lakes in the southern hemisphere that are landlocked in in the same way that they are in the northern hemisphere because is it 80 something percent of the world's land mass is in the northern hemisphere. The world is quite a top heavy place. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's flat, of course. Then it's all over <laughs> to one side. Yeah. And we still need a flat earther to answer that question. I know, we can't uh, find one. <laughs> they're on the other side. I think they the all fell off. It's that. Yeah, maybe that documentary is uh, being filmed. Hmm. I, the, the big question I want to ask the flat earthers is if the earth is flat, what's on the other side? Hmm. But, anyways, before you switch off the flat earthers, uh, and we're going back to that latitude yeah, thing. Back so, what about. One of, one of the uh, the points that, that Lou brought up, and because uh, I mentioned that you know that they fall on the span, so maybe it's conducive. Well, he says, well, what if what if what if it's similar to the stone tape theory, uh, where that particular latitude has the right geological conditions to uh, open the portals or whatever well, this is. Well, that's a lot less likely, isn't it? Because the geology, whilst the, the latitude might be the same, the geology is very different. Oh, yeah, definitely. In the world. Mm-hmm. So geologically speaking, I don't think that argument would um, hold much water. It certainly wouldn't hold as much as uh, Lake Okanagan or Loch Ness. Um, 
so i don't i don't think the the idea of geology because it is very very diverse geology geography and geology um, right. <coughs> excuse me yeah so that 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 really i don't think um, we can put much store by yeah i, I think I, I, I mean, it makes sense to me that a species of, of you know, a similar species of cre- creature, critter, mm-hmm. um, would whatever. exist, yeah, whatever it is, um, would exist in the most comfortable environment it could. And if it, you know, temperature and vegetation and uh, the things it needs to live are in that zone. I mean, why is it that iguanas live in Florida and they don't live in New England? Right. Because they'd fall from the skies like they do in Florida if they get any cold weather down there. Exactly. They'd be so, falling all know, over the place. You know, critters live where critters live, and they live there for a reason. You know, mm-hmm. they don't have winter coats that they can put on or snow blowers. You know, we we have adapted. You don't get polar bears in Florida or New England because they're not they're not designed to be there, basically. Right. So uh, yeah, that's. Uh, I, th- I, I think I think you know if if latitude plays any part in it, then I think it's an environmental thing based on the you know the temperature. The yeah, the temperature and, and, and it might be the the actually the right conditions for these creatures if they exist to be able to spawn uh, to reproduce, which is why they haven't gone away. I mean, there are there are sea monsters in other parts of the world, particularly yes. in the southern latitudes, where you get the ocean monsters, the sea monsters, the you know right. your classic sea serpents. But again, you know they are in um, the middle latitudes. They they very seldom reported in the Arctic and the Antarctic regions, for example, or the the southern oceans, which have their own weird animals anyway. So. Yeah. Like the What's world's the biggest, the world's biggest spider. What? Yeah, it's the size of a cat. Get out of here! Where? Uh, Antarctica. It lives. It it mostly lives under the water. Uh, is it white or is it dark? No, it's or? white. It's white. Oh, it is white, huh? Yeah, but it's, That's it's amazing. About, I love that cool stuff. It's about the size of a pussy cat. Ha! <laughs> but you wouldn't want to meet it. No. No, it's like some sort of weird alien creature. It sucks, it feeds by, it doesn't have a mouth. It inserts a tube-like proboscis into its victim and then sucks them out from the inside. That's cool. That's pleasant, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's that's good. You know, I, I don't know if you do this in, in the UK, but we, we have this lovely thing of, like, trying to set up habitats for these things. In, in Massachusetts, the Quabbin Reservoir, there's an island out there. Well, we catch mass, we catch uh, rattlesnakes in Massachusetts. They uh, they uh, send them to this island. So there's this whole freaking island of rattlesnakes in Massachusetts. Well, they're trying to bring the wolf back to Britain because the only reason there were no wolves in Britain is because we exterminated them all. Yeah. So they want to, and the beaver. Uh, they're all being reintroduced now. We have um, some being reintroduced nearby here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. The, uh, the interesting thing, you know, we, that happened in Massachusetts, of course, we have the turkey, uh, wild turkey. You do. You do. Thanksgiving. But uh, at one time, and I can't give you the date again, uh, they were completely exterminated from Massachusetts. We had no wild turkeys. 
And then they introduced, uh, I believe the account was maybe 40 of them out in Western Mass. Now, every single city, county, uh, town in the state, including the islands, have turkeys on them. Yep. You know, they did the same here. Um, a few, well, when I was growing up, people used to go to, uh, we have a, a species of um, uh, raptor called the red kite and it's supposed to be britain's you know one of those sort of rare birds it was it was nearly exterminated in the, about the 1960s there was only a handful of them left and so they they set up a reserve in mid wales and they they bred some and they fed some and they let some go now if you look up in the sky the bloody things are everywhere yep they're still protected uh, yeah, they're still very protected, um, but they're absolutely everywhere. Um, between them and seagulls, again, seagulls protected in the UK. Can are they you, really? They are. I'll tell you what else is weird. When I was in Florida, uh, we could go into any of the gas stations and they were selling gators, you know, uh, dried yes. and stuffed yep. gators and gator yep. heads and gator yep. souvenirs. I wasn't allowed to bring them back in, into the UK as a souvenir because That's it's a protected species. Now, we have swarm people in here, and uh, this is a big deal for us. We have a whole TV show on it. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, well, good but, for you. But, you know, we can't bring bits of gator souvenirs back from Florida gas stations because in the UK... That makes no sense, by the way, because they're protected. already dead. Well, they're dead, but they're also protected, and you're not allowed to expo- import them. We have, uh, you know, coyotes are were protected here in the Massachusetts, and now it, it's so bad that, uh, you know, there was there's actually uh, on the news the other day there was a father who had to fight a coyote after the coyote. I mean, this is a guy in a suburban car. I mean, at his house, regular house, you know, in the neighborhood. And got out of his car. His, his little two-year-old girl got on the other side. A coyote came up and grabbed the girl. He had, he had to fight the coyote off to save the girl. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and, and they're protected. Ooh. Nice, huh? What's anyway. more important, the coyote or the two-year-old? Oh, coyotes. Shoot the coyote. You don't want to mess with Pat Peter. <laughs> anyway, we got we to take a break because I, I actually have other questions for you. Okay. I've been saving up on here. Right. Anyways, you're listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles International with most reverend Steve Parson and uh, little old me, Ron Kolick, right here on uh, Tojanet Radio, brought to you by Circles of Wisdom, 386 Merrimack Street in Methuen, Massachusetts, and our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. And you, too, can become a member and have access to over 40 videos, including Ghost Chronicles, the magazine, and a bunch of other cool stuff. And I believe it's $3 a month, although we have some people that actually pay more, believe it or not. Uh, so, anyways, uh, we'll be back after the break. Welcome to Tokinet, radio with a cutting edge.
Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Deranged. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give awards to the Parax family. Welcome to Ghost Chronicles International, the paranormal equivalent of the Hunter Biden laptop. It's <laughs> funny. Anyway. <laughs> so I, uh, on, the, on the Monday show, Lou and I were talking about the beast of, uh, was it, I'm going to say it wrong, Bowen, was it, Steve? What? Uh, Bo, Boren, Boren, it's up in the UK. Devon, I think. Bodmin? Bodmin, thank you. See? The Beast of Bodmin Moor. Yeah, it was just a large black cat. Yeah. So. No relation to Nessie. No relation to Nessie. The idea of that, uh, is that really, would that be considered a cryptoid or not, I guess? If, for those who don't know what we're well, talking about, why don't, you, why don't you give it a quick, I'm sorry, why don't you give it a quick uh, yeah, sure. uh, synopsis of what the beast is? Okay, well, it's not just that one. That's one of the most famous. There are there are innumerable others. They're called ABCs or alien black cats. That's got nothing to do with them coming okay. from another planet. That's just they're an alien species to the UK. Um, and down the years, there have been innumerable sightings, some of them more credible than others. One of the most famous being Bodmin Moor in Devon, which coincidentally, is also uh, the location for Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's The Hound of the Baskervilles. That's true. Um, And there have been photographs and there have been lots of people come forward to say they've seen this puma-like or mountain lion-sized creature uh, stalking sheep. Sheep have been mutilated. Uh, Others have said, no, it's it's only... um, Miss sightings of domestic cats or, or dogs out for walks. Mm-hmm. However, uh, and they, they are widespread across the UK. In fact, um, it was about 2015, 2016. There was quite a lot of reports from this area where I am. Um, one of the reports came from um, one of the uh, local authority nature wardens. Uh, this is a guy who 
knows the native flora and fauna very well and is very unlikely to make a mistake. But for me, um, I was talking to a local um, farmer, uh, not a major farm. He, he has a small flock of sheep or a, uh, rather than a flock of small sheep. Um, and it, it, it's more of a hobby. They they have a, a number of sheep. And he said to me, and he's he he runs a business. He's he's probably one of the most level headed individuals I've ever met. Um, calls a spade a, a spade, and and he was saying he came he came down one morning, and it was around lambing time. So the sheep that, that which are mostly pets, but they were in the lambing shed, and they had a CCTV camera on them, and you know they they'd been up for some of the nights, you know, helping these sheep have lambs. Mm-hmm. And he was making a cup of coffee and he looked out of the patio windows and saw um, a very large black cat. He described it as about bigger than a German shepherd. And it was one side of the glass. He was the other. They stood and looked at one another for fully a minute. And then this big German shepherd sized cat just jumped over a fence and ran away. Yeah. Now that was in the middle of lots of these sightings in the area. And I've got absolutely no doubt that there, that they are, um, you know, where I live, there is plenty of space for these animals to live and they are incredibly, you know, there are mountain lions in, in the USA, but you know, there are not many sightings of mountain lions in the USA. Right. And you know, these cats, I, 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 I believe that they're there. I, I genuinely do, um, because the witnesses are very credible. I think a lot of the sightings are probably mistaken, or made at a distance, or you know the. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, there is a lot. Of, there is a substantial body of. Well, there is a substantial body of very credible witnesses, who have been you know had up close and personal encounters. In fact, one ran across a road within the last six months in front of a ranger, not like the US rangers, but, you know, uh, one of our local um, authority rangers. Yep. So these these are guys that know, you know, they know all the critters in the woods. They know all the, you know, all the animals that they should expect to see. And when they see something, you know, 50 feet away from them, they're not going to mistake a, a Labrador for a puma. So I was watching a documentary on this beast of uh, whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, they, the government actually, first of all, one of the newspapers is offered a thousand dollar. And didn't they, government sent out a, uh, not snipers, but. Uh, no, they sent the special air service. They spent, yeah, exactly. That's, I couldn't think of the name of it. Because they, uh, um, they sent in the military who are uh, trained trackers and hunters to try and capture this thing because it could be potentially be a threat. Mm-hmm. You know, that it, it could like that coyote in New England, uh, maul somebody. Exactly. But they drew a blank, fortunately for the animal, because again, um, you know, I, I think the body of evidence more than supports the, the argument that there are a small, but 
breeding population of i mean we have a native population of wallabies here in the uk wallabies um you know back in the 1980s the there was a, a, a an act of parliament passed called the dangerous pets act because it was very fashionable for people to have these lions and cougars and pumas and panthers and um as pets and they turned to ghosts and they and apes um but it was then made illegal under the dangerous pets act and you had to be specially licensed to to have them uh, and there were quite a few that were just turned loose I mean, even during the, the days of the kings, I mean, well, you have kings now, but back in you yeah, know, the, yeah, the earlier days when you were uh, out all over the world, they used to bring back a lot of things as, as yes, gifts and so forth. Of, uh, I mean, most of them ended up in zoological gardens. Exactly. Or, but, or, but a substantial number, you could, when I was a small boy, buy a puma as a pet. It would really? cost a lot of money, but, yeah. you know, we're... I mean, Kat, my wife, um, you know, she she seriously contemplated about 25 years ago when she was younger, buying herself a pet monkey. You could go to a store and buy a pet monkey. And all, you, you know, the same as buying a pet kitten. So these these beasts, these black cats, let's work, just say black black cats. So these black cats, do you think you 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 pretty much said you think they exist? Yeah. Uh, so do you believe that they are just you know uh, animals that were brought into the UK oh, yeah. or yeah. an escape yeah. or escaped uh, capture? Or, or... No, I think I think I think these are the, the originators, probably you know. 30 years ago when the dangerous animals act was passed mm-hmm. they turned them you know a, a number were turned loose and were sent out into the wild they they bred we now have a native population a very you know a, a not a huge population but we have a widespread native population and what's interesting is the the sightings um because these animals don't uh, if you look at the um, natural behavior of something like the puma, it isn't an animal that is territorial. It doesn't have a small home range. It has a den, which it ranges around, and then right. it moves on. And then it sets up a new camp, and it's kind of a hunter-gatherer. And that's what you see in the in the sightings as well. What you see is they may start 30 miles away, and then over time over a period of months the sightings will move you know northeast southwest do you know do, i i I, not, I know it's not your forte but do you are you aware that they, do they have like you know a pride where they have uh the the several of them that are together no, they are, or are they, they pretty are much by, solitary they uh, well the little I do know about them, it comes from reading about, you know, um, reading articles about the animals in the wild. Right. They are they are um, kind of like uh, tigers in that they are very. I uh, they they Solitary. dislike. Yeah, they dislike one another's company. So you don't get like with lions, you get prides of them. Mm-hmm. 
um, you you don't find this. They only come together at mating time, and the rest of the time they are incredibly solitary. And um, even in the wild, take for example, there was a there was a guy in in, in North America uh, went to into the woods because he wanted his job was to tag mountain lions, which are related to the puma um, that we that we're supposed to have here. And he knew there was a population of them because they tagged them in the past. Mm-hmm. And he spent three weeks wandering through these woods and he saw some evidence of them in, in the form of scat and um, footprints. He never saw one. Never, ever saw one. And he knew they were there. Now, if there are one-tenth of that number in the UK, we've got plenty of space. Mm. So doesn't this give credence to the the Bigfoot people, the Yeti people that, you know, the same way that, you know, that's why we don't find them is that they are solitary, well, like these cats it, and everything? It would in North America, but not here in the UK. Uh, there have been people who have claimed that there is a British Bigfoot. Yeah, there is. But our geography... I thought you got rid of the Prime Minister. <laughs> We've got another one then. Oh, we um, but our geography doesn't support that. You know, um, we have a regular visitors to the garden at night. We we feed uh, a local fox. Uh-huh. Now, we know he's there because he comes he comes up, you know, to be fed. But the rest of the time, you never see the fox. Mm-hmm. Now, the that, fox is that kind of dangerous for your cat. No, no, no. They, they get on with the cats, you know. No, they do. Um, no. But. What I'm saying is, you know, a fox is not as we have a population of deer. Now, the deer is, the, uh, you know, the size of a, a fairly substantial pony. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. But in Pembrokeshire, where I am in Wales, in West Wales, there is a very large native population of wild deer. Now, these are big animals. Mm-hmm. I've lived here 17 years. I've never seen one. And I don't know very many people that ever have. But what you do occasionally see is, you, you know, you go out into the garden and stuff has been eat The bark has been nibbled off the trees, which is what the deer do. So clearly they're coming in and going out again, but nobody ever sees them. You know, that that's funny because, you know, when I'm thinking about that now, I, I've seen them. So, you know, and you know where I live, you know, how yeah, yeah. close and everything. I, and one morning I woke up, there was... Uh, for deer in my yard, but just that particular time. But you know where are they the all the other times that you know I live yeah. there. You know so where do they go? Is, it's not it's not that you know exactly area. This is the point I make. You know, nature is very. Yeah, I'm agreeing animals, with you, and, and plus yeah. you're giving me insight into. Yeah, these more, animals are yeah. very. You know, they're they're highly adapted to their environment. And they they don't like human contact. You know, we, we're surrounded by fields and hedgerows and small, you know, woodland. Perfect environment. You know, the, our, our, our uh, roadside is you drive down the road and it's every single day you'll see dozens of dead rabbits that have been run over by vehicles. And, you know, there is plenty of food for them. So, you know, everything they want is there. And they're very good at keeping it out of sight. 
Yeah, which is kind of cool. You know. So I mean, uh, this gives credence to a lot of the. Uh, yeah, I mean, not not ideas. to Bigfoot. Not I. I'm there. I I would be. You know. Well, what about in 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 well not not in the UK, but what about in the US? That would make sense because we have a huge you know, amount of territory here in the US. You know. I once flew from Chicago to LA mm-hmm. um, and then back again. And what astounded me, because it's hard to, how big is America? How big is, you know, a country? Mm-hmm. We took off from LAX and we flew over, you know, back towards Chicago. Had to go over the mountains. And then you, you look out the windows of the plane and from horizon to horizon, from 35, 40,000 feet, all you can see is the United States. Yeah, and it just goes on hour after hour after hour. And then you realize that it is a very big place. And that, you know, when you look down, you can see the giant cities, you, you know, we could see. Right. But you don't see individual, you know, houses and people and you know, America is truly a, va- and that we flew uh, when we flew down to Atlanta um, from uh, anyway. We went over. Is it the Green Hill, uh, the Blue Ridge, Blue Ridge Mountains? Blue Ridge Mountains, yeah. And then you, you again from thirty-five thousand feet. This mountain range is just horizon to horizon of trees yeah that That's is the a Appalachians. very yep. that is a very big forest i mean we have we have parts of maine that have reportedly that no human has, has even set foot in. i can believe it because the forest is so deep and so vast yeah that, i can that, believe yeah. it having having you know looked down on north america from the air um what struck me was the sheer size of the place, and it's just trees. Yeah, it's. You know, we're not talking. Oh, you can see one end of the forest, and you can look out. You know, the other side. You can see the other side of the forest. It's horizon to horizon forest. Now, you can probably see sixty miles uh, in every direction, so it must be a, a good, easy hundred, hundred twenty miles. Mm-hmm. That that forest is extending now. Of course, there are people. Of course, there are roads, and um, you know, have people living in the forest, but you don't see it for the trees. Well, you think you know, about when, it, Steve. You, 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 if cl- you, all right, go ahead. I was just going to say when you fly when I when I come back from America and I fly you know back in over the UK, we fly basically over our house. It's the flight route back to back into the UK. Mm-hmm. And from that same altitude, 35, 40,000 feet, I can see Scotland to France. Oh, wow. You so, know, when you, if you follow the news and you, and you hear about these wildfires where thousands and thousands of acres are burned, you, you expect to, you know, you yeah, fly over you the country, you're going to see like bare ground, but you don't. Yeah. It's No. And when you see it, there was one I saw from NASA. A few, do you remember during the big Californian fires of about two years ago? Which one? <laughs> yeah. But there was lots of, uh, uh, if you looked at the news, apparently the whole of California was on fire. Or yep. that's the way it seemed. Yep. 
Then, then I saw a NASA photograph taken from one of their orbiting satellites, and it had the fires marked in red, red dots. And they were tiny, yeah. teeny tiny little spots on the map, on the, on the photograph. Uh, and then you realize just how vast an area. And you know, these fires, yes, on a human scale, they are big fires. But on a, on a national scale, they're just em- you know, tiny little embers. Now, that doesn't mean to say that, you know, that doesn't diminish anybody whose home is in the path of one of these. You know, that's a tragedy. But it's like uh, the floods, you know, oh, the the whole the whole of California is flooded. And then when you actually see it on a map, actually very little bit of California is flooded because the country is so big. So as to whether you could put a big foot, well, I'd wager you could probably lose an army of Bigfoots in the Green Hills or uh, the Blue Ridge Mountains or the Appalachians or the Rockies or, you know, these huge um, belts of forest, um, you know, in the sort of southwest, southeast of the US. I think we should get a Bigfoot person on the show. Well, you wouldn't have to go far, just down to... um, because there's a lot of Bigfoot sightings in um, Eastbridge, Eastbridge Triangle. Eastbridge some, Triangle. There's not lots. There's some. Well, I mean, there's lots by comparison to the UK, of course. You know, the it's and funny because you mentioned that. that you, really. you mentioned that, of course, and and I, I got a. Uh, a CD that I got years ago from Chris Pittman and Chris Bozano with John Harrigan. And this is just, uh, just to give you, this is the, the Bridgewater Triangle. Just give you some of the stuff that's going on in there, according to, the, to them. There's balls of light, highway killings, the Freetown State Forest murders, the presence, the red-headed hitchhiker, uh, haunted places, haunted hospital, haunted cemeteries, haunted schoolhouses, police stations, Haunted factories, odd footprints, roadrunners, Bigfoots, Thunderbirds, phantom pumas, black dogs, odd creatures, puck budgie. And then it goes into rocks, uh, phantom fires, UFOs, uh, cattle mutilations and uh, murders and black. Oh, yeah. Black helicopters. And, of course, uh, gangland murders. So there you go. Have you ever seen the documentary? The It's about two hours long. The East Bridgewater Triangle. I'm in it, you dumb dumb. So am I. Yeah. No, you're not. Yes, I am. Look at no, the credits. Not. Look at in the, the credits, credits. But I'm in it. I am in it, my friend. Well, I couldn't be in it because I'm over here, but I still managed to get in the credits. But I am in it. Well, I'm in the credits. Yeah. That's so, not bad from three and a half thousand miles away. I know. But you're a media whore anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the one. That's the one thing we don't have here in the UK. Um, What's that? Puckwudgies. We can send you a couple. You know, you can adopt them. You know, I'm still kind of like, whenever you talk about puckwudgies, the the vision I always get in my head is, you know, the little Ewoks in Star Wars. No, they're not not like Ewoks. Not as nice. No, they're not hairy. They're not like little Bigfoots. Oh, I thought they were like little Ewoks. You know, little nah, 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 it, it's a little bit. They're more like uh, 
Uh, I'm trying to think of what what they would be like. Uh, paint, paint me a, a word picture of Pukwudgie. Oh, my God. Wait a minute. Why, can't we just spunk and waggle it on the computer? <laughs> Not easy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, go to Google Images. <laughs> that might have it, right? That might have it. I, I, you know what? I, that doesn't work. You can go to Japan and see if a robot's managed to track them down and kill them. Yeah, kill them, right? We could have, uh, yeah, Pakwaji killing robots. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that that footage uh, that, that I'm in, it was used in, like, Monsters in America in the series uh, and everything else. Okay, I, I, I got it up. I got it up in Google Images. Okay. Oh, they look like a little troll. That's what they are. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, you know, they got a, uh, yeah. Uh, well, the, where, where does the name come from? Is that Native American? Native American, yeah. The yep. Pukwudgie. The Pukwudgies, yeah. <laughs> Scary little creeps. <laughs> you know, it's funny because, uh, you know, when, when we went there and, uh, you know, we, we really didn't expect to see any. Show, and we didn't see any. We didn't see any, actually. We, but, uh, I was doing a separate case up in New Hampshire, and uh, for some reason, it came up about this family that actually fought with a Pukwudgie. Because uh, <laughs> a Pukwudgie, supposedly a Stockshire and stuff, so they, they, they actually had this big thing going on with the Pukwudgie Tule, where we drive them out. We, you also have, yeah, not very far from where you are, um, Bigfoot. Because I remember going to the James House at Salisbury Beach. Oh, Salisbury. Ain't no freaking Bigfoots in Salisbury. Well, according to the neighbours on the adjoining property, they had oh. seen ghosts and a Bigfoot. I'm sure they have. You were there when they said it. Yeah, I'm sure they have. We could have had our hot chocolate that night still. Didn't you remember? Time. Don't you also remember they rent that place out? <laughs> Yeah, but I was just, so it'll be whatever you want it to be. You want Pukwudgies? Yeah. We got Pukwudgies. You want Pukwudgies? He didn't mention Pukwudgies, but he did. They were very specific in saying that the adjoining property had reported Bigfoot. Evidently, you didn't see me smirk when he said that. I I was very cautious when I was drinking my hot chocolate under the gazebo. <laughs> uh, anyway, but uh, you know, this it's a strange world we live in. Uh, the possibilities of things existing. I, I, yeah, I mean, the the world is an unusual place, and a lot of it still remains to be understood. You know, we've we think we know a lot about the world. You know, we don't know very much about what's under the oceans. We don't know what. Oh hell no! We don't know what's lurking in the forests. Nope. And that's it. Comes back to that original question about Nessie um, that Lou posed to you. Is he a ghost? Is he a ghost? Well. Are any of these things real? And until we can say definitively yes or no, then the door is open to the possible to some possibilities, ideas, notions, crazy people. Um, it is what it is, you know. Until we can come up with the evidence. But the thing that irritates me, and 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 sometimes irritates me with Lou, is he he takes a little bit of information and makes it as uh, a fact, like, you know, for instance, just to give you a thing, 
he said red does not exist. And well, technically, he's correct. Technically, he's not because well, he is. Technically, not technically, yes. It, that's one of those questions that you could spin any way you wanted to. Well, red is a description of something. Of a red is a description right? of, of a frequency. Oh no, of reflected light at a particular frequency. Okay. Um, and the only reason we call it red is because we call it red, and we've right. learned that that's red. We give it a description, and people, yeah, we, some people don't see red. We got to go. We got thirty seconds left. Yeah, anyway. that's a whole new show, and we yeah, have, we'll have to talk about that sometime because so. perception yeah. is so so difficult. Oh yeah. Anyways, you've been listening to uh, Ghost Chronicles International with uh, Ron and Steve right here on TojiNet. Brought to you by our very good friends on Ghost Chronicles Radio on Patreon. Become a member. Help help bring you uh, help bring help. this show. Whatever. Help, 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 help. It's not a GoFundMe. Who knows? Anyway. All right. Tune in next week and uh, stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with the Reverend Tim Shaw, the spiritualist. We will be back next week. Take God care. bless no. you all. Good night. In the park, buddies. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.